Hey, you sick, twisted freaks. It's Rolly. How you doing? Welcome to the show for Monday, February 27th, 2023. Be some housekeeping at the end of the show. But for now, let's get into the little bit about me and my um, uh, failings. Of there are, of which there are many. But, you know, we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll just acknowledge that and move on. Okay. So for this week, I just want to tell you that uh, I, I am not a person that knows how to um, rest. I, it, it, I can, I can sleep. I can do, I just, I'm not a person that knows how to rest well. My brain works against me because it, it it's constantly nagging at me that I should be doing something. And then when I go to bed at night, it nags me about the stuff I didn't get to, or it adds things to my list and go, you could have done that. Hey, why don't we do that? Right. Normal people, and I'm saying this doesn't happen, but it's rare, but normal people go to bed and their brain tells them about that huge mistake they made 30 years ago that they're, they, they, they thought they had lived down until the brain went, yeah, well, hey, what about this, asshole? And then they spend the rest of the night going, oh, God, why did I do that? Why? Does my brain do that too? Yes, of course. After it's exhausted all the, 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 the to-do list. Oh, you did that? Yes, you did that? Uh-huh, I knew you were going to ask. Oh, 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 and you did this? Yes, of course, because that was a couple days down the road. I knew it had to get done, so, uh, yeah. Okay, asshole. Phillips Seafood, prom night, 1988. What about that, dumbass? That was the time I stepped on the cord to the blinds and um, had an entire row of um, Venetian blinds fall behind me the entire back row of the restaurant and 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 waterside is this place it it overlooks the elizabeth river in downtown norfolk and and this place doesn't exist anymore so there's no reason anybody should remember it except my brain thanks asshole why you're welcome yeah okay fuck you so yeah, I, I don't, I, I, my brain doesn't help me at all with that. And still, even with the past couple of weeks, you know, I've, I've looked after the wife and kids. I've worked the full-time job after she came home from the hospital. I think I told you about that. Um, worked out how to start the blogging and podcasting again as a creative release. You know, this is it. Yeah, we'll just talk about my brain. What? Plus the usual house stuff, Right. As you might imagine, it's exhausting, and I have the most significant problem acknowledging to myself how tired I actually am. I'll tell you, right? But I have to be able to tell myself, and my myself, my brain, the asshole, doesn't want to believe it. Oh, you still got stuff to do. Or we're going to be up all night telling you about the stuff you, uh-huh, right, get to work. Come on, come on. That's how the brain works. So here it is, brain, uh, I'm a fucking wreck, okay? <laughs> And I have to lessen my load over time, which is something that I'm going to do. I will lessen my load a bit over time. And one of the things that I can do to help myself is to stop duplicating effort. And, and more on that at the end of the show. But for now, let's navigate to the meat. Yeah? Okay. So first, let's talk about Axios. Axios wrote an article entitled America the Single over the weekend. And, and in this, they note that the marriage rate has dropped 60% in the last 50 years. 
Also, The Hill, another website that you might be familiar with, they had an article over the weekend that states that 60% of young men in their 20s, we'll define it as in their 20s, that they're single, nearly, nearly twice the rate of young women. And then they go on to mention the declining pay gap, the fact that more women than men are getting degrees these days, the fact that 20% of Gen Z identify as LGBT, that more young women are marrying older men, and that finally, more and more women don't feel like they have to settle anymore. And this is the nightmare scenario if you're a white supremacist, a Republican, an evangelical, an incel, or all of the above. Now, honestly, I'm not sure who to point and laugh at the most. I'm kind of leaning towards the incels because, well, they're the ones that are most likely to have a meltdown over the realization that they're never going to get what they want unless they do the one thing they refuse to do, which is level the fuck up. Sadly, the first part of leveling up is you got to admit that it's nobody else's fault but yours. And the vast majority of these people, they have been led to believe that they have done everything right. They're nice guys. It's somebody else's problem. And and they use a, a few words that I'm not going to use here, but it usually refers to that other person. Maybe their most recent target, for example, and I'm using target specifically in this case, but. But let's expand on that incel problem for a second, and and. I could be wrong about this, but, you know, that's never stopped me. Um, it would be easy for me to project the characters of Ducky or Brian Johnson from The Breakfast Club. That's Anthony Michael Hall's character or any other nerdy guy in the iconic movies of my childhood that didn't get the girl right. I just to project that onto them. And they might even believe that there's some variation of those characters and and. I often wonder if those characters didn't become problematic in the ensuing years. But, you know, I, I never thought it was intentional. What is intended is the choices that these incels have made since. Now, you might be able to assume, you know, and you're going to have to use your imagination because, you know, I mean, it doesn't work any other way here. But you might be able to assume that Brian Johnson eventually figured out how to make the lamp work or that Ducky moved on and found somebody else. And, and we really hope he did. <laughs> but unfortunately, the, the, the incels, they don't learn these lessons and they don't evolve. And they expect others to come to their level because they believe that they're near the top of the mountain. Everybody else needs to meet them up there. The, the actual situation is that they're still in their parents' basements. And yeah, I want cheesy poos. What? So, and the more significant issue is with the other subsets that I mentioned here. The white supremacists, the evangelicals, the Republicans, they're big mad, right? Because for them, the result is that day in the, in the not too far off future when whites become the majority minority in this country. Because that is going to happen. Like by 2040, I think, 2035, 2040, somewhere in there. And if the marriage rate is declining, then the buried lead, and this is the part that scares them more, is that the birth rate is also declining. And I don't want to tell you about that. You know, uh, babies in this economy? I, 
Uh, and and there, wow, there's a, you just opened up another rock layer down there, right? Babies in this economy? Yeah, well, okay, first of all, what if I don't want a baby and I have an accident? Okay, well, you want me to carry it to term. Once I carry it to term, I'm not getting any help from you because maybe I need it. Maybe I'm a single mom. Maybe I need some help with SNAP or, you know, well, those different things. No, you don't want me to have that either? Okay, so I'm poor, right? So I'm a, I'm a burden on the system, Right. You understand the issue here, but see, that's not what they want. They want, what they want is a culture that prefers to keep women stuck in the 1950s with none of the rights that they enjoy today. And that is not a John Hughes problem that's easily solved. John Hughes had nothing to do with the 1950s. He was more my time. The only thing 1950s about the 1980s was fashion. I'll let you work on that for a minute. Just go find Keeping the Faith by Billy Joel. Watch the video. You will understand. Right? You think La Bamba came along by accident in 1985? Right? No. Everybody was like, oh, wait. No, 1950s fashion was kind of cool in 1985 with the Wayfarers and the Slick Bad. Yeah, it, just, it was a different time. I was part of it. I admit my, I, I admit my, my uh, complicity. What? Now, I used to say a long time ago that time and attrition were resolved this, but on further reflection, Nick Flintes and Charlie Kirk exist. And they're younger than me, so, okay, uh, time ain't going to heal this, and I don't know what does. Uh, open to ideas. You know, as long as they have loud mouths and there are people that actually uh, uh, like the froth, as a friend of mine used to say, um, they... <sighs> Well, it's just going to keep going until we realize, you know, that ants are not meant to serve grasshoppers, which is basically an issue. We're the ants. They're the grasshoppers. We're still working for them. What the fuck, over? Let's, can we do something about that? Can we? And next, um, if you file this under it's not cancel culture, I can still hear your bullshit. Um, that this may work better for you. Scott Adams, um, the creator of the once quasi funny Dilbert uh, comic strip. Last week, he went on such a racist rant that I'm going to be surprised if he still has a strip by next Friday. Um, <laughs> hundreds of newspapers have dropped him for a video in which he calls for what can only be described as a revival of segregation, or if you prefer, White Flight Part 2, Praying for Boogaloo. And right now he's pay telling people on his locals, which is kind of a Patreon uh, site. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say OnlyFans, but I can't unsee that. Uh, but yeah, he's telling people, I'm exactly where I need to be. You know, he makes videos every day or so. Coffee with Scott. No, thank you. It's early days. He's telling people, hey, you know what? I woke up. He's, I, I slept like a baby. That's not how it's supposed to go. Okay, well, whatever you say there, buddy. Um, it's early days. Now, I'm sure it's not about money for him at this point because he's he's made his. He's He's been doing this for 30 plus years, right? I will tell you that I find it funny that this was the thing that got the newspapers to drop the strip. I mean, you know, have you, if you've been watching Scott Adams for a while, uh, 
Um, this is not the first time he's put his foot in it. Um, he is a he's a men's rights activist and all the stuff that goes with that. Um, again, I refer you to the incel comments I made earlier. Um, he moved out of his parents' basement and apparently bought one of his own. I don't know who's upstairs. Alex Jones, maybe. I don't know. Andrew Tate, Jordan Peterson. He comes up every once in a while and says, can I borrow the car? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, guys, I'm pitching you a reality show right now. Let's put all these guys in the same house and see how fast they run out of socks. What? Work with it. Hey, can we get another pad of lube in here? Pallet? Can we get another pallet of lube? Can we do that? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Jordan was here five minutes ago and it's all gone. What it's going to be about for him is not being able to say whatever the hell he wants without consequence. And that's the part they always leave out when they finally get to the whining bit. The censorship! It, it's all about free market capitalism and letting the market decide until it decides that you ain't it, pal. And then it's censorship. So anyway, I will tell you, I would say stay tuned for this saga, but don't worry. He's going to do his best to ensure that you stay tuned. He's going to be on every right wing conservative platform uh, talking about how he's being silenced. It, it, it's not cancel culture. If I can still hear your bullshit, Scott, just keep that in mind, please. Okay. I, I mean, I know that's not what you want to hear because it doesn't fit your. Right. Moving on. Yeah, I have missed a lot of my beloved soccer this year. Uh, so I took the opportunity to watch Chelsea versus, uh, versus Tottenham. Uh, or as I once heard Marina Sirtis, you know, Deanna Troy from Star Trek, refer to them as old cock and balls. Uh, and I have to say, Chelsea has absolutely gutted me this year. This might be the first time that I have seen them at the middle of the table. They're usually like in the top five. And they just seem gutted at this point. Um, absolutely demoralized. Uh, Thomas Tuchel left. He was the manager up until five minutes ago. Uh, Roman Abramovich had to sell the team because, well, he's a Russian oligarch. And you know what happened this year. And they hit UK hit him with sanctions and he had to sell the team. Uh, the new guy seems like an absolute dope. He was uh, uh, he was managing Brighton. And uh, Albion Hove uh, up until five minutes ago. And now he's doing this and, and, and he's not doing well. He's, he's just, no, just no. I went back and looked at his bio. This guy, this guy, you know, that dude from Silicon Valley that just continued to fail upwards and became a billionaire. You know, that guy, right? This is what's happening with this guy. Potter is his name. <sighs> Here's how bad they have become. They were beaten by Southampton. Southampton is at the bottom of the table. They are going to get relegated. Okay, they are in last place. They beat Southampton. They beat Chelsea. There are calls for this guy to resign, and I do not hate that idea. Not at all. But more to the point, Chelsea needs to shake off this bad year and get a new manager pronto that fits the culture, right? I mean, there was a, before Thomas Tuchel, there was a guy who played for Chelsea that I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he did very well for them. 
Please do not bring back Jose. Ever. Um, we don't need him. The special one we don't need. Okay. Related, uh, this is MLS kickoff weekend, and I am in heaven because it's the first of two times this year that the Premier League and Major League Soccer are playing at the same time. If you don't know this, uh, baseball and football people, um, soccer is pretty much year-round. They take, you know, Premier League Europe, they do take breaks for FIFA, right? Things like that. So they're international breaks, but they're like one, they're like a week off or two weeks off, right? But pretty much there is a soccer game. You can find a soccer game year-round. Trust me on this. And of course, right now, Major League Baseball is in spring training, so I can watch the Mariners play during the day before the Sounders play at night if they're on the West Coast. I... Heaven! I got the MLS ticket from Apple TV uh, for free, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how, uh, unless you uh, know the color magenta. Uh, so, and I'm looking forward for, to a whole lot, a bunch, a cubic ass ton of the beautiful game this year. I am so happy. Yeah? Okay. Next up, a bit more on the... Um, the pickers of the social media low-hanging fruit that I mentioned last week. So we're talking about folks like Marjorie, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican, Caverns of Isengard, uh, Bobert, um, Cruz, the rest of the right-wing media personalities that are on TV or um, or recently uh, deplatformed from TV <laughs> news next. They either know this or they've got very powerful social media teams that do. I want you to listen to me. Bring your face close to the speaker. I need you to hear me. Being controversial equals engagement. Engagement, that's you responding to them. That's you liking their post, you retweeting it, you responding to it, you quote tweeting it, you, you, you okay, Engagement boosts their post to more people. And some of those people are not people that subscribe to Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican Caverns of Isengard. Okay, so they're seeing a post that Marjorie posted, you know, today. And they, they don't subscribe, so it's on their For You page, for example, right? And how you get on the For You, uh, Tony, I'm, you know, I'm not even going to go there. Just... Work with me. If more people see it, more people respond. It is a virtuous, well, it's a vicious cycle. There's nothing virtuous about any of this. But the more people see it, the more people respond. The more people see it, the more people respond. The more people see it. Do you, do you understand? Engagement is their oxygen. They have learned how to weaponize this to keep their posts, to use a soccer term, at the top of the table. What can I do? Well, that's easy. <laughs> you can either block them or you can choose not to respond to them directly. Last week, I mentioned the screenshot method. I think that's a valid method to get it off your chest without directly responding to them and increasing their engagement numbers. And I hear a lot of people talking about, quote, the ratio. If I understand that, that's the ratio of comments to likes and retweets. The trouble with that, listen to me, it's all engagement. All of it. All of it. It's engagement. 
you are feeding the beast. The best thing we can do is starve these posts of oxygen. If you need to respond, screenshot it, crop it appropriately, include it as a picture on your tweet, and then respond, but don't tag anybody, you dumbass. Right? Make a joke, point, laugh, mock. Then they'll start bitching about being shadow banned, which, okay, you know, if nobody's responding to them, they're, they're getting lower and lower and lower in the algorithm, and then they can ask Elon Musk how that feels. Who, who at Twitter gets fired this time? I, I don't know. Whatever. Of course, we could all join Mastodon and leave these people alone, because apparently, you know, going over to Truth Social or Frank Speech or whatever, it ain't making it for them. Kind of like their mouthwash. Finally, a housekeeping note. Um, this is Monday's podcast, and Monday's podcast will not only be made public on Patreon, but it will also be the main podcast for Monday, the weekly podcast that I put on my main feed. Remember, I, at the beginning, I talked about duplicating effort. Here it is, folks. This is it, okay? So, this is the main podcast. It will be the podcast that I make public every Monday on the Patreon page. And for those of you in the main feed, hey, guess what? I have a Patreon. You can go there and get Tuesday through Friday. Okay? There it is, right? So, and if you go to chrisroley.com and click on the link on the inside bar that says Patreon, it'll take you there. It is remarkably affordable because I'm cheap. What? No, it's five bucks a month and you get, you get, you get, you get five podcasts a week or five podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They may not all be half an hour long, but there will be a podcast every day. Because I am writing something every day. I am forcing myself to do this. All right. So $5 a month, you get, you, you get it all, as the stupid-ass 800 ads say. Right. We, we, you know, uh, bionic floodlight. Uh, life alert. No, that's not it. You're going to love my nuts. Slap nuts. There it is. You're going to love my nuts. Right. You get it all. You get the nuts. You get, it, you get them slapped. I think I'm just going to leave it there. Go to chrisroley.com uh, for all of it. You get it all. That's where I left it. So it's all the socials, it's all the, the, the stuff, right? Okay, till next time, question everything, period, full stop. See you next Monday here on the feed. See you tomorrow on Patreon. Stay solid, people. Bye-bye now.